Hello, this is your Polycast for Monday, June 8th, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. On today's edition, Minneapolis council members want to defund the police department and new items for the agenda of a special session. A veto-proof majority of the Minneapolis City Council is in favor of dismantling the city's police department. Nine council members appeared at a rally at Powderhorn Park yesterday to promote defunding the police. And though they won cheers from the crowd, the council members didn't offer many details on just what disbanding the department would be like and what they proposed to replace it with. Brant Williams has the story. George Floyd's death at the hands of Minneapolis police officers two weeks ago did not start the movement to defund or shut down the police department. Over the past several years, police killings of citizens sparked similar demands from groups like MPD 150 and Reclaim the Block. Sometimes those demonstrations occurred in city council chambers. And now some of the council members who sat across the dais from the people chanting those demands, like Alondra Cano, have adopted the same position. I'm the ninth ward council member. Kano is the head of the council's Public Safety Committee, which has often featured discussions on police policies and proposals to help build community trust in the department. But now Kano and her colleagues say the time for reforms has passed and that the department has to be taken apart and replaced with something new. Councilmember Philippe Cunningham says the department should be replaced with well-funded resources designed to help people in crisis. What we know is that officers, and they will say themselves, that they are not the best response for a myriad of issues. Public health crisis, or mental health crises, opioid overdoses, even domestic violence. They know that they're not the best response because it's just a cycle of like going back and going back and going back, and they're not trained social workers. Cunningham represents part of North Minneapolis, which normally sees a heavy police presence. But he says those officers were in short supply last week as people rioted in parts of the city and burned buildings. Cunningham says his constituents banded together to look out for their neighbors. And so even as things slow down in terms of like the urgency of needing to be out and protecting the community, we are going to continue building. We've built a movement over North Minneapolis. Cunningham and other council members say the process to dismantle the department will take time. Cam Gordon, who has served on the city council for more than 14 years, says the charter requires the city to fund a police department. So he says that will have to be changed, likely through a voter referendum during the next city elections in 2021. In the meantime, Gordon says the council can start by changing ordinances, the police contract, and the budget. We have other other levers that we can um, we can work on now, and maybe it's a time for the city council to just try exerting more power in steps. And the mayor and everyone will, and the police department will go along with it, even if they think they might be able to challenge us based on the charter. But for all the talk about getting rid of the current police system, there was little discussion Sunday on what exactly would replace it. Activist Tony Williams supports replacing the department with unarmed public safety responders. So it might not be uniformed police officers or armed folks, but it might be, you know, a uniformed mental health crisis response team, for example, that handles some of these calls that looks nothing like the current police department system. The state's Human Rights Department announced last week that it's investigating the department for racially biased policing. And the council signed off on a restraining order issued by the state courts, which, among other things, bans the use of chokeholds by officers. Police Chief Madeira Arredondo has responded to that by stating he plans on announcing reforms of his own soon. 
Arredondo was not available to comment on the council majority's announced intent to dismantle the department. In a statement Sunday, Mayor Jacob Fry said he'll work relentlessly for reform that addresses systemic racism. But he said he does not support disbanding the police department. On Saturday, Fry was booed by demonstrators seeking abolition of the police department after telling them that he didn't support their position. Brant Williams, NPR News, Minneapolis. When Minnesota lawmakers returned to St. Paul for a special session later this week, issues related to COVID-19 will be joined on the agenda by issues related to police brutality and racism. Several legislative proposals have surfaced in response to the police killing of George Floyd and the resulting civil unrest. Tim Pugmire has a preview of the debate. The special session is needed to extend the peacetime emergency that Governor Tim Walz declared to respond to COVID-19. But the Memorial Day killing of Floyd and the days of unrest that followed have lawmakers talking about other priorities. DFL Representative Mahmoud Noor of Minneapolis said it's time to act on racial justice issues. The way we address the issue of the virus, coronavirus, COVID-19, is the same way that we need to address the virus that we have in racism, in the criminal justice system. We cannot wait any longer. Nor is part of a group of lawmakers known as the People of Color and Indigenous Caucus, also known as Posse. The caucus members highlighted nearly two dozen legislative proposals last week that they want addressed in the special session. The list includes changes in police use of force laws to prevent wrongful deaths, establishment of a citizen council to oversee police, and taking steps toward requiring police to live in the cities they serve. DFL Representative Carlos Mariani of St. Paul the chair of the House Public Safety and Criminal Justice Reform Committee, said Minnesotans want action. These proposals are meant to address the killing of George Floyd and indeed the all-too-familiar and tragic killing of black men in particular at the hands of police brutality. Mariani said the DFL-controlled House will act in the special session. He said the House will also try to convince the Republican-controlled Senate to do the same. Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka said Republicans are interested in helping small businesses recover from rioting and addressing racial disparities in public schools. He also wants to pass a public works bonding bill that was unresolved at the end of the regular session. But Gazelka said complex issues like criminal justice reform will need more time than a special session. actually expect that to be done in the next week is not how the legislative bodies work. We meet in committees and we fully vet issues to make sure we get it right because it's not just for now, this is for a generation to come. Senate Democrats are pushing for quick action on law enforcement improvements and other proposals. DFL Senator Jeff Hayden of Minneapolis, who represents the area where Floyd was killed, says significant change is needed in the culture of police departments. A bonding bill could be key to helping damaged businesses in his district rebuild, but Hayden said he and other lawmakers will try to block the passage of a bonding bill if their broader priorities are not addressed. There's going to be you know, a lot of tension and stress and strain of what we believe that now is the time Uh, to really start to do the fundamental transformational change uh, that the law enforcement community needs 
and certainly the uh, Minneapolis Police Department. Governor Walls is pushing for big changes, too. He said last week that he wants lawmakers to tackle the broad issue of systemic racism. I think this is probably our last shot um, as a state and as a nation to fix this systemic issue. Walls says he supports the Posse Caucus agenda and wants specific proposals to come from the affected communities rather than from him. He challenged legislators to seize the opportunity. I will guarantee you there will be bills put on the floor and put to a vote. Yes or no, put your money where your mouth is and send it forward. That's the change that people are asking for. That's the change that, the, that, that can happen in what we do. Walls acknowledged the complexity of the issues and the uncertain time available in a special session, but he urged lawmakers to stay in session until the job is done. I'm Tim Pugmire, NPR News. And that's your Polycast for this Monday, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. Thank you.